0: Guys, it's a fact of life. Everyone needs insurance. And when it comes to looking for an insurance agent, there's none better than a Katie and his own Scott Viator. Viator can serve you with home, auto, and life insurance. I can personally say that I sleep better at night knowing he's got me and my family taken care of. Being prepared for the unexpected isn't hard when you've got reliable insurance from a caring agent. Call Viator at Lafayette Paris Farm Bureau today for a free quote at 337-234-9994. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the great sports callers open think tank. I'm Scott Prather, the Great Scott Show brought to you by suit up and joining me now, the head coach of the Raging Cajun softball team, Jerry Glasgow. Good morning, Jerry. Um welcome back from Memphis, man. Uh normally people would ask if you got, you know, ribs or barbecue or something, but I'm just gonna ask you about softball this morning if that's all right with you.
1: We had we had ribs. I had I had a good parent brought me some ribs and they were good too. Midtown ribs. Oof, that's good. Midtown barbecue. I'm sorry. But yeah, we uh we had
0: some good food while we were up there. All right. Good. Well, uh, you know, don't don't ask Steve Peliquin a question about food, because then ten minutes later you'll just be nodding your head saying, I don't I don't know what his deal is or why he does it a certain way. But for you, it's all about. Look, I got some ribs. They were good. They were great. And uh, and we played some softball. It's all business, right? All business. That's right. All right, man. Well, look, you guys um, want to go back to uh, the last week since we chatted last Monday, and it was a four and one week. But um, overall, just going back to the the win at McNeese and the loss to Baylor, I've always said I I respect how transparent you've always been uh, with the media. You just kind of say it like it is, and uh, I know that that you know even after the win, and then certainly after the loss to Baylor you were uh you weren't happy with the way things were going and and you seem like look, the bottom line is we get we got a lot of work to do and a lot of players that you know can play much better right now,
1: yeah, you know we're just a lot of things have happened, and it doesn't it doesn't change one thing you know I'm still responsible to to put a good ball team on the field, and I'm still responsible to make sure we win and Everything else is 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 an excuse, is basically what it amounts to because, you know, we know we're going to have injuries and that's part of the game. And and you, at times you want to, like, I don't know the right word, feel sorry for yourself or make excuses or not hold yourself accountable, your team accountable, because, you know, it seems like we have had, an, you know, we've had more than you would ever expect. And it it just sometimes that's how the game goes, and it's just how it happens. And 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 then maybe sometimes I have to I need to lower my expectations or realize what what reality is for the very moment. But we have high expectations, and we expect to be really good, and we expect to really compete. And when I set the schedule up, you know, I thought we could win. I thought we could win four out of five of those of those five games, and we won one out of five. So I'm very disappointed in that. And our team's very disappointed in that. And, and you know, you use that. and You know, at the end of the season, maybe we're a better ball club because of the adversity we faced early in the season. And maybe it forces us to, to go to work and work a little bit harder, push a little bit harder. And, and the end result could end up being even better. But then when you win, you have a tendency to be complacent or satisfied. satisfied. And when you lose, you're, you're hungry, you know, it makes you, it makes you hungry. It makes you look at every, every single detail and reevaluate everything. And, and, you know, the one thing we're going to end up having and because of the, you know, the injuries depleted us in the short run, but in the long run, we're going to end up having a lot of, a lot of different options because we're going to get kids out there that wouldn't have played and they're going to now get the opportunity to play. And I think they're very talented individuals. So they would be on our roster to begin with. You know, I don't have anyone here right now that I don't think is very talented. And their talents are different, but they're but they're all talented and one one set of athletes may win in one way, another set of athletes may win in a different way, but they can all win if they play to their ability. And so that's what we're seeing right now. I've just decided, you know what, we'll go back to the drawing board. We're gonna get some kids some talent some time on the field. And, and see see if their talents hold up and if it produces something better maybe than what we have at the time, at uh, current time. And and then we're going to mix, as we go through the season, we'll mix in these new athletes that are getting their first chances with some of the older athletes that we know what they can do, and and hopefully we can become a really good ball club as we go down the stretch.
0: Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN 1420. Uh, how did you feel? You mentioned the word... Uh, response and how do we respond to the injuries? How do we respond to the next obstacle? How do we respond to winning? How did you feel about your team's response in Memphis over the weekend after that loss to Baylor on Thursday?
1: Uh, I, thought, I thought we played better I, offensively especially. I thought you know, Gutierrez not to go in. We got Gutierrez going now with her back. And of course, Sierra Bryant's has been unreal. Uh, the whole season. And we know she's probably, you know, I don't know if she can hit 500 all year. I, I don't know that she can't cause she's really good, but we, we, we definitely with by putting her and Gittorio's up there in the front of the lineup and, and, and Jen, uh, Justice Mills had I think 13 or 14 RBIs this week. So juice had a really good week and, and we kind of, played around with a two hole, got Alderink in there some. We had Jenna Keen in there a little bit. Um we've had different players in and out of that two hole. Uh Julie Rawls looks like she possibly could be getting really hot here. We know she's a great hitter. We know at some point in the season she's gonna be on fire. And we know Dalton will do the same thing. They're proven players and you know, they're both right now, one's a little above three hundred, one's just a little below three hundred, but we know that at some point in the season they're going to get on fire and we can ride them for a few wins when that happens. So I felt like offensively we're starting to come around defensively. You know, we just, it's just completely rebuilding the outfield. And I didn't think they played bad this weekend, but there were some plays we could have made that we didn't make. And then, and then on the infield, I thought that was really good. We looked at some different things this weekend and, you know, we had Dalton over at first base when she's anywhere you put Dalton on defense. She's amazing. Uh, it doesn't matter any, any, any infield position, even catcher, or even outfield, she could play well, but you know, we, we played around with the idea of hurt first and Mayu back at third where she's gotten pretty comfortable for the last year and a half. And I like that look. Um, I put Gator as a short, just trying to, you know, hoping that it would make her offense come alive. And, and get her bat back back yeah. and that, and it and I think it may have helped in that sense, and then all is always good at second, and so I thought defensively pretty good pitching I thought candra and I thought Kendra was good this weekend i thought um I thought that summer was good over the weekend, and then um again, we got some quality work from Casey Dixon. But I was disappointed yesterday where we closed out the game. I thought we should have closed the game out a lot better than we did. And, and Carly Heath had pitched really good up until yesterday. And then for whatever reason, she struggled in. And then I thought when we put Foreman in, Foreman short, and, and just could not get that last, you know, couldn't get that last out and end up letting the game go from 11-3 to 11-7 to with bases loaded and had to bring candor uh, back in. So I was disappointed in that part of the game.
0: Disappointed in, I guess, the latest – um, the most recent game in terms of relief pitching is that I mean you see him every day in practice you've seen them all season um aside from just yesterday how do you feel about the relief pitching overall uh, at this point in time
1: Well I thought our pitching had been had been solid you know uh we can always do better uh I thought we allowed you know I I, I thought I thought our bullpen I feel like we got options right now you know like I I haven't felt that uh, in some years since I've been here, we, we, especially early, we were—you know—you're you're always worrying about the pitching. And I felt really comfortable with our pitching. Um, I thought we had a, re- a way to—you know—I thought Foreman was very good in relief, of Summer and Kendra. I, I hope it was just a matter we lost focus, you know, and, and in the game. And, and if that's it, we can adjust that. So that's what I'm hoping that we just saw a loss of focus yesterday. And we'll rebuild from
0: there. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Raging Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest right now. Um, Jerry, you mentioned um, Jade and moving her in, in the field and seeing if it picked up her offense. She had five hundred for the week. Uh, also, I you know she she was really good in the in the field as well. I know you've answered the question a lot of. You know Gutierrez or or Dalton, and you, you said, "Look, I, I plan to move them back and forth." We started with Dalton; at short. Are do you feel like you're kind of settling in now in terms of the decision of of where Jade and where Alyssa are going to play for the the remainder of this season? No, not necessarily,
1: because I, I like. I want to get Dalton going offensively now. I think we got Jade going to do I get off? And I, I don't know when you get kids that's played shortstop the majority of the time, the whole life. That that somewhat becomes dependent. And I'm sure I know that Dalton's more comfortable at shortstop than she is anywhere else, and I know G- Gatora is more comfortable at shortstop than anywhere else. And at some point, they're going to have to learn. You know, they're going to have to learn to play the game independently on offense, from where they are on defense. And and at, at some point, I hope they will. But but that's not an easy thing for a great athlete, and especially you know the psyche of, of that of those type of competitors are just they're used to being in that leadership role. So you got two great leaders there, and two kids that play the game at a really high level when they're playing their best, and and they're both winners. And that's that's where I hang my hat. <clears throat> they're both winners. You know, I called Dalton in last week and I said, hey. Um, what do you feel like the Torres is hitting one thirty and we know we gotta have her to win? How do you feel if I put her short try to get her back back? And and she said, Coach, I wanna go to Oklahoma City, you know, whatever we gotta do, we do. And that's just Alyssa Dalton. She's a great teammate. And she's she's a she's become a great leader for our program over this last four years matured and she wants to go to Oklahoma City, so she's gonna Eventually, they're both going to realize and settle in. It doesn't matter how it ends up. We've got to go. We've got to perform, and we've got to find our right rotation. I do think that Dalton is extremely versatile and confident on the field where you know, I think it's easier for her to feel comfortable at third and first, even second if I wander over there. I think she can move and feel very comfortable very quickly in a lot of places because she's so talented and been used in that way. Whereas I think Gitorez has mainly been a shortstop and and it's not as easy for her, I don't think mentally. So I don't know exactly the answer to the question. I know they're both critical pieces to the puzzle and I know we gotta get it right and figure it out. I thought Gatorade's been uh, with her bad all week as as you could see and 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 I know we need that we need that piece. We need Dalton to be Dalton's an outstanding hitter and at at Dalton will have a, a month stretch where she just an amazing hitter. She does it every year and and um, we'll see it again this year, I'm sure. So just two two important pieces. Do I know exactly what I want to do? No. Am I getting an idea? Yeah, I think I am.
0: All right. Jerry Glasgow's been our guest final question for you, Jerry. I know you ask you about uh Summer Ellison every week, but um you know, she had some innings of scoreless work at Memphis. You said after the loss at Baylor, you're waiting for her to get back to that summer you know that she can be. Uh, how do you feel about her heading into this week before you guys get conference play started um, this Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think there's no doubt, you know, when summer's on, we've got one of the top pitchers in the country. And and I don't know what happened in Baylor. You know, we had five leadoff. You know, I think there was four hits in five innings where the leadoff batter got on base. And that's just not typical of her. And then, and then we get them with two outs, and they got hits. And then... I think you gotta give Baylor credit. They they had some clutch hits and but, you know, if you're a pitching you don't want the leadoff batter of an inning to get on and then you sure don't want to give up a two out hit and we just did it too much and so you know I was a little disappointed in that effort, but then she came back this weekend was outstanding and you know we we limited her any just weekend just trying to get her some rest and and we're gonna continue to do that. I think um, you know, we we've got Kander Lamb, a young upstart pitcher. You know, big, strong, physical pitcher that we need to get a lot of innings this year to set us up for the next two years. And then you've got Summer Ellison, who we've rode. And, you know, we've she's thrown, in fairness to and Summer, like a kid that's carried us on her back for four years. And, you know, her back's probably getting a little sore and tired sometimes. So, you know, it, but then on the other hand, you when you realize about Summer, when she pitched her best, she gets the ball a lot. She She's a kid that likes to have the ball. So we're kind of going to have to. It's a. It's kind of like the shortstop position. We're just playing it day by day, and there was some soreness in both her and Kendra this week we were dealing with. You know, we we we're lucky we've got enough pitchers throwing enough innings that takes the load off each one, and we played a lot of games in a short stretch. So we got some time off this week, and then the next weekend as we go into Georgia Southern, it's going to be a matter of hopefully we can have her and, and Kendra both healthy and. And fully rested and ready to start the conference in a good way. And, and, uh, you know, I'm sure Summer's going to answer the call when it comes Sunbelt time. She'll, she'll want to be the, she'll want to be that Sunbelt pitcher of the year again, I'm sure. And she's going to have some competition from the pitching staffs at Troy and South Al. And, and I think Kendra Lamb is what is ready to move into that conversation and best pitcher in the conference. I think, so I think in that sense, we're really in a better shape than we've been in a while with two pitchers that, really going toe-to-toe for leading our staff, and, and I think we can end up all them in, in the circle with one of the best pitchers out of the
0: country. ESPN 1420, the great Scott show, sponsored by Up. I'm visiting right now with Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow. You kind of answered part of my last uh Coach. It's in regards to this week. You guys have played so many games uh, in the last you know two-plus weeks, and... Now you've got uh, a week off. I say a week off. I mean, so you guys will be working, but you don't play until Saturday. And uh, and it's a, it's a home series this weekend as you guys welcome Georgia Southern to uh, to Lampson Park. So uh, what is the schedule this week in your approach in terms of practice, certain players, how hard they go versus rest? What is, uh, what is Cajun softball going to look like this week in preparation for conference play this weekend? And I know... Uh, next week, you guys, you know, have a big doubleheader in the middle of the week against Texas.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we've got we've got Texas coming up, so we'll spend some time getting ready for Georgia Southern, and then we'll spend some time also getting ready for the velocity of Texas. So I, I think we'll we got a lot of little things to work on. We we want to get that in now that we're going in conference. It's time to get that infield set uh, a little bit further and tighter than what we got. Uh, we have played around with the catching position. Um, you know, we've lost, we've lost Curry for a few games now with an injury. So we're going to, we're going to be a little shorthanded again, and we're getting used to that that will be okay. So you're, you're going to see Mayu and, and Rawls behind the plate this weekend. And, and, and we'll get, we'll get Rawls back in. Um, I mean, we'll get uh, you back in the game. She's been out with injury. We got her back. And so. We've got we to get her comfortable catching because we know we're going to need her to catch a little bit. And then I want to see us really, really, really go to work with our, our bats. I think we saw some really good things out of Frankie Izard this weekend. I want to get her on the field. And we've got a few things that we can, we can make even better uh, and, and, and help her solidify her offensive game. And she's worked really hard to, to begin hitting the ball with power and, and, and move away from the short game. Um, and we we got a lot of work to do there. And then uh, Jenna King, uh, she's coming back, and we're able to get her on the field a little bit. She's playing kind of at 50%. We're having to limit her. But, you know, I think she can be full goal maybe even by Texas. So uh, we got a lot of work to do, mainly just becoming comfortable and figuring out how to win with the nine that we can put in the lineup right now.
0: Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest, ESPN1420.com. Jerry, as always, man, I appreciate the time and uh, look forward to talking to you again next Monday. All right, thank you. You got it. Guys, it's a fact of life. Everyone needs insurance. And when it comes to looking for an insurance agent, there's none better than a Katie and his own Scott Viator. Viator can serve you with home, auto, and life insurance. I can personally say that I sleep better at night knowing he's got me and my family taken care of. Being prepared for the unexpected isn't hard when you've got reliable insurance from a caring agent. Call Viator at Lafayette Paris Farm Bureau today for a free quote at 337-234 or 9994.